0: Welcome to Backstage, Small Church, Big Vision. If you're a small church leader that wants to have big
1: impact, subscribe. This week, we're gonna be talking about commitment and responsibility. So let's get into it. Uno, dos, What's up, Backstage leaders? I'm Andrew Gravagna. And I'm Kevin Galhew. And today, we're gonna to talk about commitment and responsibility. We gotta understand that there's a balance of your personal life and ministry. But before we get into that, let's go into Lose, lose Learn, Win. win.
0: All right. So now we're going to get into lose, learn, win. I'm going to go first. Every year during Halloween as a church, we do something called Fall Fest. Oh. Now, because of COVID and social distancing and quarantine and all this stuff that came into play, we didn't necessarily do a festival, right? We usually have a whole bunch of bouncers and and candy and um, and face painting and it would be an awesome event we a do lot of fun. Yeah, a lot of fun we do it every year. Have a DJ and and the whole community usually comes. Mm. Um, so we really thought it was going to be a loss. So we tried to take a turn. Not a lot of the other churches I know that did something like that didn't do it this year. But we decided that we're going to do something called um, Candyland, which we called it. And it's like a truck and, truck and tree kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, where <laughs> a whole bunch of people in our church, basically a whole bunch of people in our church brought their cars, decorated their cars, um, not with crazy, scary stuff. You know, not 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 uh, Halloween celebratory stuff. I want to get that you know clear.
1: Open heart surgery in the trunk. Yeah, <laughs> we
0: didn't do that. Uh, it was clean. It was like fall festival. We yeah. call like the me and my me and my youth group. I said I said don't say happy Halloween. Say. Harvest Blessing. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, was so, that was so Christian cringy. So Harvest Christian. Blessing. Good
1: job. <laughs>
0: but a but but whole bunch of us, we decorated our cars. It had so much fun. But we didn't think we were going to have a crazy turnout. We thought we were going to have about um, 100, 150 cars come. We, just because we put it out the word. And we were even crazy early on the word. We were kind of late on the word because of everything that was happening. And we decided to do it. And when we did it, I I, I kid you not, at
1: least uh, 500 cars came.
0: It was like 500 cars. It was a
1: lot. I I was trying to pull into it, and I was turning down the road, and boom, a bunch of cars. Good thing I knew other ways to get here but wow it was a lot of cars yeah it was blowing
0: yeah. up traffic we we're worried that's please regret but well, we know the police so that was, was a great. good thing and i got to see yeah and i think this was actually better than the festival just because we actually got to talk to people as they were driving through and it wasn't like because i know kevin said his experience of trunk and treat was people get out of the cars park somewhere and they just walk around right yeah. and get their candy in yeah. the trunk yeah we did like a drive-through thing which is awesome and, and we got to talk to every single person. That's great. And the person, we did a little contest. The person that had the best car, we won a, oh, you end up doing won a gift doing, card doing to Amazon. This? Yeah, we oh, did. Good. We did. I, I forget which car won, but my dad yeah, handed it out. Yeah, that's awesome. And we got to hand out info cards before, uh, cards before they came in. Um, we got to introduce ourselves. And it was something that I felt like was such a big win that we thought we were going to take a loss. So Nice. Yeah,
1: that was, that was awesome. Uh, I went to, I thought it was, it blew me away how many cars were there. It was awesome. Good time. Especially for the first year. It seemed pretty solid. Right. Um, so I'm going to start off with my loss. Um, my loss is this. I was originally going to talk about how, like, oh, our live stream audio is going in and out. But for some reason, as you're talking now, something else just came to my head. So, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> So during Bridge Kids, so we're doing it downstairs inside now. Where the past week we've just been doing it outside, so parents feel more comfortable. Um, but we are having it downstairs now. Um, what happened was we actually had four new kids to it, which is great. That they, they all came in, they they assimilated really quickly. They were having a lot of fun. Their parent, the parents were like oh my gosh they had so much fun they're begging to come back and that's great when you get like straight from the the parents i'm following up with them this week um but one of the kids as i was talking to uh, one of our leaders uh, in the room all of a sudden i just see this shadow just burst past me and i'm like what was that? And I look over, and my wife's like, "Go get her!" I'm like, "No!" Sorry. <laughs> and there's just this little kid running. I'm like, ah, And I, I, I was able to get, get to him. We'll like tackle the kid. <laughs> no, 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 Like DJ McCaff on, on, yeah. the, on Sunday Night football. <laughs> no, 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 no. But he, he ran to his mom, and you know, and I, his mom. Had a big relief on her face when he when she saw that I was there with him because she knew that I was at least with him. But man, that was a big L. How did you just let a kid run? I felt. Did I, you had the doors closed? So the kid, we we didn't have the doors closed. We had this registration table blocking the doors, which I thought was enough. No, not the not. kid like slid underneath the <laughs> tables. Oh, dude! It was something out of a movie. <laughs> it was insane. But, you know but Temple Run. Dude, yeah, it's exactly or like te- Temple s- Run. You slide slide down, and he. <laughs> I thought um, it. Was. But yeah, but listen, I, I learned from that. Now I'm gonna have um we have double doors. We're gonna have one door closed, the table in front of it. And I'm gonna have somebody manning it. Um, so you know. Lose, I learned from it. Next week's gonna be a win. Yeah. But um, our big win, uh, my big win this week was I don't know if you remember me talking about it last week that we had, um, I think it was like four or five new college students come out a Sunday morning. And since I'm downstairs with Bridge Kids, I try my best to connect with them. But by the time I got up there, they were already gone. But I got word that people were trying to get them to come out to our young adults on Tuesdays. Um, well, they came. And not only that, another new person came. So there was there was five of the college students and then one t- uh, 23-year-old girl who's been coming to the church. A little spotty, or I would say, for the past year. But there were six new people for young adults. Wow. And then, not only that, but they came out yesterday as well to the second young adults. And they came to church again. They're getting connected. They're doing really well. We're doing this Thanksgiving video, and they're in it. Yes. So huge 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 win um but if you guys could do us a big favor make sure to subscribe to us on youtube make sure you hit the bell um so you can get all the notifications if you're an audio listener make sure you subscribe to whatever platform you're listening on and also follow us on all social media so you can be up to date with every little thing we're doing so now let's get into commitment and responsibility
0: So one of the biggest questions in ministry is how to aim big for your ministry while also balancing your personal life and also your ministry. And so we have three ways uh, to help you with that. And our first one is be organized.
1: So being organized is one of my most passionate things that I've had to strive for in ministry because naturally I am not that. Um, I'm the same way. Yeah, naturally I'm more like... Big vision thinking where that means that I know where I want to go. But organization really is the day to day how you Hmm. get there. Um, And so the reality is, is, uh, you know, we are all people. We have to balance what we have to balance our life as a person but we also got to balance our responsibility and commitment to the church. If you're full-time, if you're part-time, if you're volunteer, there it, that may adjust the, the amount of commitment and responsibility you have, but you still have it. So organization is by far one of the best ways to um, achieve that and thrive in that balance. Um, honestly, think about it like this. Figure out in your weekly ministry, so if you're the youth pastor, figure out what you need to do from Sunday to Saturday to prep for youth ministry for your youth ministry night to plan for events to do whatever write it down put it in an iPad whatever list what you need to do and then after you list what you need to do designate certain days to figure that out so like me I'll have certain I'll have one specific day where I do the youth lesson and that that's all I'm doing for youth is the youth lesson there will be another day where it's social media I'll do the social media Designate certain days for each task that you have at hand. Honestly, your ministry isn't going to grow without organization. No. And say it does. Say it does. Say say you're a youth pastor who's been faking organization and you have solid growth. You went from 10 to 50. Reality is, after a while without organization, you're going to get burnt out. Or your ministry is gonna fail. Yeah, it's gonna fail. It's just reality is it's gonna fail. It's I'm not necessarily saying it's gonna be immoral. I'm just saying without organization, you're gonna get super, super burnt out. But that's not long.
0: It's not gonna be long term.
1: No, it's not gonna be long term. And 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 that brings me to the to the next part of being organized is this. You have a strategy in an organization style and system for now, right? So again, talk about youth ministry. You have five to ten kids you figure you need to do only you just all you need to do for those 5 to 10 kids is have a youth a youth service youth group whatever you want to call it so you plan out that throughout the week but once you start growing there's going to be other things you need to do so make sure that you adjust your organization to your growth cuz what you're organizing and allocating time-wise and resource-wise for 5 to 10 people is going to change once it hits 20 to 30 people. So make sure you are adjusting your systems of organization as you grow. Yeah, and, and I could say, so so personally myself, and I already say that to uh, you as well,
0: I, I need help in that area so much. And I can't stress it enough, Sunday comes so fast.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it comes it, quicker than anything. Monday
0: happens, and all of a sudden it's Saturday, and you're like, I, I forgot to do this. Yep. Even even if you plan a little bit of things, plan out your days and make sure that you have some time for – for your family members, I know you as a husband. Yep. You know, I don't have a, I don't have a wife. God praying, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure that that even that life's harder because yeah. of that. Would you say? Would it's you agree? it's
1: since since listen, I just celebrated my first year anniversary yeah. this past Monday uh, Tuesday. Monday, Monday, yes. and um, <laughs> yeah, remember, remember that. <laughs> yeah, it's probably one of the biggest adjustments I've had. Whereas, like when we were just dating for five years, I was a youth pastor, worship pastor. Um, I didn't necessarily need to prioritize my time with her because yeah. we were just dating, and she had school, I had school, we had ministry. But now it's I got to so into that, so it's something I've had to learn to adjust, and at first I took for granted. Whereas like now a year into it, I'm starting to see where certain things need to pull back and where I need to be a little bit more um, intentional about prioritizing time with like just my own personal life. But that actually brings us into our second way of this is being intentional.
0: So be intentional. Listen, we only have 24 hours in a day. It's not a lot. Right, it, yeah. it it and it always seems like it's it's too short, and so we have to make sure, especially as pastors, because we can get so caught up in people in the church and our ministry and what we're doing and uh, putting food on the table, and we forget about our family. Our first ministry, or our first, yeah, our first ministry is our family. Yeah. is the household. If the household isn't right, the Bible talks about it all the time. If our household isn't right, if your household, if you don't have a good relationship with your family. How can you do? How can you be so successful and uh, for the Lord and the church, mm-hmm. right? It's it's impossible. So we need to be intentional and personal with our family, whether you have kids, whether you have um, a wife, um, me, my brothers, my sisters, my grandma mm-hmm. um, that I love that I love so much. She and and I, I, how can you not love spend time with my grandma? I love, I love you, your grandma. grandma. I, I love her too. I just she's so her. cool. And she'll tell me how it is, and she'll smack me up. But <laughs> <laughs> but we have to make sure that we balance our time with work with ministry and spend time with our family because at the end of the day all that disappears in the relationships that we have on earth we're going to take with us mm-hmm. and that's the most important thing that we that that we have to take away uh, yeah. from this earth.
1: Yeah. So uh, I you know I, I think I think you said uh, we only have 24 hours in a day so if you're sleeping let's say you're sleeping 6 to 8 hours so let's say 7 hours how, how many hours is that you, you have 17 more hours yeah, to sleeping. do something right so like if you're if you're not being intentional with your time you're going to start your balance of personal life and ministry life mm-hmm. is going to either go too much one way and you need to start being intentional with every minute live as if every minute actually matters cuz we're in the life changing business it it yes. may it may Matter and also things don't just accidentally happen. You have to be intentional when you do stuff. So like, don't put systems and resources into one area of the church or or even at home, and yeah. just you know, it, you got to do stuff on purpose. And let me let me add one more thing. Yeah,
0: I, I know I I should have said it first. Being intentional with God specifically yeah. because I know I know we can get caught up in. Spending time with the word, but for our sermons or messages. I know as pastors, we can do that. It's not on purpose, but we forget being really personal with our relationship with God. I just wanted to add
1: that. Yeah, no, and it's so true. Um, But part of having a prioritizing relationship with God actually brings us to our, our third and last way is time management. So time management Figure out your priorities, Uh, Mm -hmm. figure out your priorities as you as a person, as you as in your ministry of the church and prioritize. If you're leading multiple ministries, sometimes certain seasons, you need to prioritize a different ministry over the other, because if you're the only leader, it's got to happen. So figure out your priorities, because once you figure out your priorities, you can figure out how much time, how much money, so basically allocating your resources, how much resources go into this ministry, how much resources go into this, but also you as a person, take care of yourself, Be healthy. Your unhealthiness is going to show in your ministry. If it's not now, it's going to be tomorrow. If it's not tomorrow, it's going to be the day after that. If it's not that, the day after that. Your unhealthiness is going to show when you pray. Your unhealthiness is going to show you when you preach. Your unhealthiness is going to show up in your time management. So take care of yourself. You as a person are important, especially because you are a leader. But you also have a family. So make sure that you prioritize your family because... Like you said, family's important. You have to, have to, have to prioritize that. Um, but one of the things that I learned early in ministry is it's called a four quadrant of time management. Um, it basically, we'll, we'll have linked down below a picture or a link to a picture of it so you can understand. I'm going to give a quick rough um, explanation of yes. it. But you have four quadrants, right? One, two, three, four. One is the one you need to prioritize. Choose the second priority, three, and then four, right? Um, so the first quadrant is the quadrant of urgent and important. So, for example, um, if you are a children's pastor and you need to put together some children's performance for Christmas, and you're coming up to December, that is urgent and important. So prioritize that over something like Easter. Right. Um, The second quadrant is going to be something that's that is important, but not urgent. Now, I'll use the same example so you can then. So first quadrant is Christmas. If you're in November, the second quadrant will be like Easter. So something that is important, but it's not urgent now. So things that you can start working towards sort of like VBS, you start planning VBS in February.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's like it's something that's super earlier. Yeah. Something that's super important, but just it's not urgent right now. The third one is this. It's not important, but it is urgent. So importance is all about who, whatever you believe is important, right? So like, um, say something happens in the church with... Um, insurance with you know just 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 anything anything that was unforeseen right um, you couldn't plan it yeah like that's technically important but in the life of a church you know it's more important Christmas planning Easter so like so that's something that happens randomly that you can't plan and it is urgent and those are things that you do need to get taken care of now uh, nearly to now you need to prioritize that third uh, but also the last quadrant is this things that aren't important and not urgent. So you're rarely going to hit that. <laughs> like if you're really taking care of your time management, those, there are a lot of things that can land in that fourth quadrant. And sadly, as pastors, as ministry leaders, we, most of the stuff we actually take our time up with is four. Um, so, wow. Uh, yeah. It, Cause yeah, that's true. true. Cause we're, we're, we're trying to figure out things that don't really aren't kingdom minded that we don't need to really care about so uh so these four quadrants are all to whoever is who to you the person so make sure you prioritize things that are important and urgent and then stuff that is important but then not urgent things that aren't important try your best to stay out of those quadrants Right? Try your best to stay out of those quadrants Because you need to focus on the stuff That is super super important So that actually brings us to My favorite part of the week Which is question of the week So question of the week is this Would you rather relive the same day 365 times Or lose a year of your life? No, I I'd, I'd, I'd rather live the same day.
0: I'd rather live the same day. You could be funny with it too. You could predict, yo, you could predict
1: stuff. But what if it's a day that you don't oh. want to relive? That's a good question. But you are adding stuff. Yeah, okay, I'm, okay, I'm trying I'm trying that's no, I'm, day I'm, I'm no, 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 that's true. It's true. That's true. But you could you could probably you could change it up. You could yeah. change it into
0: a good day. Cuz you'll know what's bad. Yeah. And you won't lose anything. You'll just have fun with it. I don't know. I know, I know. I, what I would hate about it is that there's no real sports for a year, <laughs> because you know, like the outcome. All of it's them annoying. are predictable. Yeah, <laughs> so I would, but uh, there's nothing to watch for me right now. Oh, anyway. Man, so. Imagine
1: if it was like Jets win, 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 and then uh, Yankees win. I could relive Dude, that. That'd be a good day for you. But my lockout. That will never yeah. happen. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I think I would rather you lose a year of my life. Really? Yeah, because. I don't know about you, but I hate repeating myself. You know, like if somebody says, "Oh, what did you say?" and you say it again, and they're like, "Oh, what did you say?" and you say it again, and they're like, "Oh, wait, what did you say?" I feel like
0: you get annoyed.
1: I feel like maybe I would too. I, I feel don't like three living the same day 365 times is the equivalent to having to repeat yourself, and it's like really, really. I'm not sure. I I think I would rather you lose a year of my life because I know this. I know this may sound bad, but. I'm 25, so that would mean I would just lose my 26th year, and I'll be 27. I think, I that's, think that's a lot, a, though. I know you it's a lot, it. but like, imagine being tortured 365 times.
0: I don't know. That's a good question. If you guys like have an answer or opinion
1: on that, please
0: comment it comment
1: <laughs> down below. We, and we give you a reason. Yeah, Yeah, give a reason. Make sure you give a reason. Uh, But that basically wraps up this week. So, uh, listen, if you aren't subscribed to our YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe. Hit the bell to get notifications. Also, audio listeners, subscribe on all the platforms that you are listening on. And also, follow us on social media. We want you to be up to date with everything that we are doing. And guess what? We're out.